For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Now when you look at a passage like this, there are many, many nuggets of gold that we could pick up and examine and amplify. But today what we're going to do is just focus on a few large nuggets that I think will encourage us, if not challenge us, during this present difficult time we live in. I can see the promised land Though there's pain within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle cry The answer for all my life Every giant will fall The mountains will move Every chain of the past You've broken into All the fear of the lies We're singing the truth That nothing is impossible With you Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast with Keith Crosby, Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. Today is Sunday, March 22nd, and on behalf of Pastor Keith and everyone here at Hillside Church, it is our prayer that you, your families, and your loved ones remain safe and healthy during these unprecedented days of the COVID-19 outbreak. On today's broadcast... Pastor Keith is in studio to offer a message of encouragement, a message that he has entitled, Hope in Hard Times. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with us to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. Now here's Pastor Keith. Well, good morning, Hillside, and good morning to any of our friends who are watching us online who may not normally be a part of Hillside. You're our honored guest today, and we're glad that you're joining us. Here we are in week two of the COVID-19 virus challenge. It sounds like a contest, but it isn't. It's a trial that God has ordained for us, our nation, and our world. And we hope to use it to encourage you to excel still more in the cause of Christ and to depend on him perhaps in ways that you haven't so that we may be found faithful at Christ's return. Our our message today is entitled, Hope in Hard Times, Finding Comfort in Christ. And our passage is 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 12. And we're looking into this passage today because Paul's life and ministry was a difficult one. He was a a man uh, that people said wasn't impressive in person. His letters were powerful, but his presence was meek. Some say his detractors made those observations about him all the time, and yet... God did amazing things through and in the life of the Apostle Paul. After all, he was the Apostle to the Gentiles, and here we are today. Most of us are Gentiles by birth or ethnicity or or by background. A few of us may be Jewish Christians watching today, but most of us are Gentiles. And so this passage has something to say to all of us. In today's passage, Paul is challenging and encouraging and comforting the church at Corinth. They've been through some very difficult times. They've been hard on him. And what he has to say to them is as applicable to our situation today as it was when he wrote 
back then. So let me read to you 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 through 12. And we read this in the Word of God. Therefore, having this ministry of mercy, we do not lose hope. We do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would, co- we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded their minds to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Christ's sake. For God who said, let the light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Christ may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Now when you look at a passage like this, there are many, many nuggets of gold that we could pick up and examine and amplify. But today what we're going to do is just focus on a few large nuggets that I think will encourage us, if not challenge us, during this present difficult time we live in. And in our passage, we just see a number of encouraging thoughts and truths here. And no matter what happens or what others choose to believe, we have this truth. And that is this, that God has got this. God has got us. He has given us this ministry, and all we have to do is be faithful. And no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstance is, God is at work in us and through us, and we have no cause, no reason to be hopeless. We see this in verses 1 and 4. Therefore, having this ministry of mercy of God, since we've been given this ministry, we do not lose heart, even if the God of this world has blinded the eyes of so many people. We're going to share the gospel with people in our normal everyday walk, and maybe under these really unusual circumstances, some will listen, some will not, but we have no reason to lose heart or to lose hope. And why is this? Because our faith is not the creation of human beings. It's not the invention of any man or woman. It is from God. Our message is his message, and all we have to do is deliver that message. All we have to do is trust to him, cling to what is true, and God will provide according to his will and his ways and his sovereignty. The same power that was at work in the life of the Apostle Paul is at work in our lives. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead saved us. And so in this passage, you see that what we are bringing to the world, what we are bringing to the table is not our own, but from God. You see that in verse 5. 
For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. With ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. When we're weak, he is strong. When we are dependent on him, his, his power is manifested in us. Paul had the thorn in the flesh and three times he asked God to remove it. And three times the father said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is perfected through your weakness. And in our weakness in this time, in our dependence upon him, in our own inability, God can use us to do great things in the lives of those whom we love for sure, but also for those who don't know Christ yet. In verse 7, Paul observes, but we have this treasure, this message, this power in jars of clay, earthen vessels. That means... uh, fragile containers that's our bodies to show that the surpower the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us whatever we accomplish is by his strength and by his grace and what was true for Paul then is true for you now here's a man a person of flesh blood and bone who was beaten with rods who was shipwrecked who has been persecuted by his countrymen who has lived a very difficult life coming to these large cities like Corinth and Ephesus and eventually Rome where he didn't know anybody. And this man, this this jar of clay turned the whole world upside down. And this is a lesson for us today. Notice what he writes or what God says through him and to all who follow Christ. We'll pick up in verses 8 and 9. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed. Perplexed, confused by the situations perhaps, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. That's 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. God has raised you and me, us up for such a time as this. And this is an incredible time. He, he saved us. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. He repurposed us. And now he displays his glory through us. And he can do that now. And I just want to encourage you that God has a plan to expand his kingdom. This situation, this crisis did not catch him off guard. And he will use our weak and fragile bodies. He will use common everyday people like you and me to do uncommon, incredible things. And so with that, what I'd like to do today is to encourage you that when anxiety attacks, when doubts arise or when fear rears its ugly head, that you embrace five declarations that we find in our passage so that you can think rightly about this situation, so that you can do the task that God ordained for you in eternity's past. Put another way, let me restate that. I'd like you to consider these five affirmations so that you can cling to what is true for the glory of God, for the good of others, and for your own growth. And the first declaration or affirmation or mindset is this. Number one, though afflicted in every way, I cannot be crushed because God is with me. Let me say that again. And you might want to say it with me. Though afflicted in every way, I cannot be crushed because God is with me. Where do we see that? We see that in verse 8. 
We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Because they're serving the same God that we're serving. Because Paul is trusting the same God that you're trusting. We belong to God. We belong to Jesus. And he has made us his children. And if children heirs and if heirs joint heirs with Christ. He is our father in heaven. He is our protector. He is our savior. He is our keeper. He is our shepherd. People who put their hope in him. Endure. Now, today, people trust in all kinds of things, but nothing and no one will ever separate you from the love of Christ. People put their trust in medicine. They put their trust in their abilities. They put their trust in luck. But our trust is in God, and never, nothing will ever rip you from the Father's hand. Nothing will ever separate you from the love of God in Christ. Paul understood this, and so must we. Consider what the psalmist says in Psalm 46. Verses 1 through 3. This should encourage you. This should also challenge you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roll, roar and foam, though the mountains tremble and it's at its swelling. We will not fear because God is our refuge and strength. He is our help in times of trouble. He will sustain you. He will sustain me. You've probably seen that credit card commercial, What's in Your Wallet, the Capital One card. Well, in the same way, you have to ask yourself, and whom do I trust? Do I trust in chariots and horses, as the Bible talks about elsewhere? Do I trust in human ingenuity, or do I trust in God? Who are you trusting in? I had a colleague once, I went to seminary with this man, and he was a Secret Service agent, retired, and his job was presidential protection detail. And he protected President Bill Clinton and Vice President Al Gore. And one of the things that he said was, nobody is protected like the President of the United States. The links that they go to to ensure his security. Well, let me tell you this. If God is your refuge and strength, your protector, your rescuer is far better far more able, far more capable, far more powerful, far more thorough than what the President of the United States enjoys. Think about that. God will take care of you as he's always taking care of his people, as he took care of Paul. We've been given a job to do. We cannot fail because God is with us. We may be perplexed from time to time. We may not always know what's going on, but God is in charge, and he has this huge plan and nothing, no part of his plan will fail. And so Paul had a mission. You have a mission. I have a mission. And that is to manifest Christ in our bodies. And what that means is to manifest Christ in our lives. You see that in 2 Corinthians 4, 10, and 11. Always carrying in the body, in our body, the death of Jesus. We are his messengers. So that for the purpose of the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. We're being challenged. We're facing trials for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. We are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ. People are watching us. They're watching me. They're watching you to see if we really believe what we say we believe. And you know what? You're not going to face any situation or circumstance that God isn't bigger than that. 
no matter what our affliction is, his glory will be displayed. And he, and he does this with earthen vessels, with jars of clay. Let me tell you the story of Alexei Kolmanitsev. Alexei was a friend of mine. We went to seminary together. When he was 14, the, the Russian secret police came and arrested his father and every male in his church over the age of 15. At the same time, his mother was, seemed to be on her deathbed dying of cancer. And it was Sunday, and there was no one to preach in the church. And the ladies and the children and the young adults gathered there. And his mother handed him his father's Bible and said, Somebody has to preach. It has to be you. Now imagine a 14-year-old. A 14-year-old. His dad's been taken off by the secret police. His mother's dying. What would you do? What could he do? I'll tell you what he did. He went into the pulpit and preached, and he hasn't stopped. He's preaching today. He's close to my age, and he preaches to Russian-speaking people today as he did then. Because God was his refuge and strength. Because he knew he could trust in God. Because God had control of the situation, and he raised him up for such a time as this. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are not defeated. Which brings us to our second declaration that Paul makes, our second affirmation or the second mindset that we need to cultivate. And it's this, though perplexed by these circumstances, I need not despair because God is with me. Though perplexed by these circumstances, I need not despair because God is with me. And again, that 2 Corinthians 4, 8, call that 8b. It's at the last end. It's at the end of the passage. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We do not despair because God is with us. Paul wrote that he did not, that he and his fellow apostles and disciples did not lose hope. How could Paul write this? Think about it. He was living under Roman rule. His own countrymen, the Jewish people, were following him around and persecuting him because he was following this Messiah, Jesus Christ, who they thought was a fraud. He was suffering hardship at every turn. He never knew what was coming next, but he knew this. While situations and circumstances may confuse him, he was not without hope. He was was not driven to despair. It talks about at one point when he's in one city, in the city of Corinth, I believe, he's afraid and God comes to him and says, do not be afraid. No one will touch you. I have many people in this city many people to be saved. He had hope. They had hope because they knew that God was working in their lives. So they had hope, hope in the future, hope in the present, hope in the promises of God. And so do you. So do I. So do we. The psalmist writes this. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side. As my helper. You know, in these difficult times, and I know they're difficult because some of you work on commission and you're having to shelter in your homes and you're not out making sales calls, or some of you work in food and beverage outlets, or some of you do have jobs that deal with the public and they've all been shut down. I know this is hard. I know the times are uncertain, but God is on the throne and He is with you. And you may be perplexed, but you need not despair. This is a temporal trial. The Lord is your shepherd. He will provide as he always has. What can man do to you? What can the virus do to you? It can't take your salvation away. Can anyone or anything separate you from the love of God in Christ? Can anyone or anything separate you from Jesus' grip or his Father's hand? And so 
we have to say along with the psalmist in Psalm 4.8, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. God is your safety. He is your security. It's not your circumstance. It's not your situation. You may be perplexed, but you should not be driven to despair because you know that God is. You know that God saved you. You know that God will provide for you. It may not be easy, but he will do that. It may not be easy on you, but he will do that. So consider the words of Jesus on a similar matter. In Matthew 10, 28 to 31, we read this. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. You know, God sent his son to die for you. He he. He took you who were dead in, his, in your trespasses and sins and he made you alive together with Christ. And you have nothing to despair. God loves you. He values you. He has raised you up. He has provided a ministry and a calling for you. We are here to change this world as Christ followers, one soul at a time with the message of Jesus Christ. And every situation or circumstance that befalls us is an opportunity to fulfill that calling. And so do not despair. This crisis is temporary. In fact, everything on earth is temporary. Even our lives are temporary. But what I mean is this too shall pass. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear, revere the one who can kill the body and cast the soul into hell. Rest in the providence and sovereignty of God. You are his child and no one can harm you eternally. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. It's okay to be perplexed. It's okay to be concerned, but don't lose hope. Trust in God even when life hurts. Which brings us to mindset number three, or, or declaration number three, and it's this. Even if I suffer for my faith, Christ will not forsake me. Even if I suffer for my faith, Christ will not forsake me. Here's Paul's declaration in 2 Corinthians 4, 9. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. You know, I'm reminded that persecution always means that God is at work. He's using you to display his glory. He's using you to advance his cause, to deliver his message. And when you're faithful, you know that the enemy, Satan, or his servants are going to persecute you. And God is with you there. As you walk with God, you're going to suffer hardship. But you will never be forsaken. It, you know, he's your Abba Father. That word Abba means Daddy. It's a term of endearment. Jesus uses it. Paul uses it. We can use it when we cry out to him in the night, when we hurt. Pastor Keith Crosby on this special edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast. We do want to thank you for tuning in today and joining us for Grace to Live, as these days are most definitely uncharted waters for all of us, not only here in our San Jose community, but also for believers worldwide. 
So we want to encourage you to keep looking up and holding fast to the Lord and His promises. Remember, He gave us these promises long, long ago, knowing exactly what we would be facing today. And that alone should give us all hope. With the current guidelines in place by our president and the local leaders here in San Jose, Hillside Church will be holding our worship service 100% online for now. So please remember our website, hillside.org. You can view our Sunday morning service there, as well as to keep informed with updates on what's happening here at the church as we walk through this time together. Just click on the COVID-19 response button for updates on ministry activities, resources for your children, as well as important information from the County Health Commission. And you can also connect with us on social media, the church Facebook page, at Hillside Church San Jose, as well as our Instagram page, at Hillside San Jose. Don't worry if you missed any of this information. You can access everything by visiting our website, hillside.org. We want to thank you so very much for spending this time with us here on the Grace to Live radio broadcast. I'm your host, Kevin Reeves, and on behalf of Pastor Keith and all of us here at Hillside Church, we want to encourage you with our prayer that the Lord will continue to richly bless you and protect you. So please keep looking up, and thanks for listening. Amen.